Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. And can you say, this is lockdown parenting help? This is lockdown parenting help. Very good. There we go. It's not lockdown anymore, but fair enough. Hi guys, my husband and I... might be when they sent it in. Yeah, yeah, we're getting through them. My husband and I (laughs) love the pod, we listen separately though, which can be annoying when he tells me all about what you've said in an episode that I've already listened to. This is Polly, Mm. she's three and very bossy during lockdown when she was only two and I happened to say under my breath, this is a fucking nightmare. She replied, no mummy, it's not a fucking nightmare, it's fucking hell. Wow. (laughs) I was horrified and proud in equal measures. (laughs) <laughs> I think of this as a fun podcast, but there's a real tinge of EastEnders bleakness at points, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Josh, how are you? We've got um, we, oh, we, yeah. we teased Didn't do my week. your week. Didn't do my week. Well, crawling, crawling's kicking off. Do you know what, Rob? Crawling what? is, I'm going to say, it's much easier than when they can't crawl. There you go, I've said it. Crawling's easier than when they can't crawl. Because he's less frustrated. Right. And you know when people say... That they're fast, you know, they get away. They're not. He's not a fast crawler. How long has he been crawling? A week. <laughs> but it's a fucking baby, Rob. It's, it, I'm way faster than him. Yes. I can catch him up. Do you know what? It's not that difficult to catch him how, up. How old is he? Ten months. My kids were walking at nine months, both. Wow. I, I can't believe how insane that was. That is mad, isn't it? He's got his eyes on walking, though. He's, uh, because it was my kids and I didn't realise, because it's about yeah. a year, isn't it, they walk on average or yeah. a bit later. But that's, that's mental. Oh God, he's gonna start, I just realised he's going to start to talk at some point soon. When do they <laughs> yeah, start you, to talk? We should know, shouldn't we? God, it all blends in, doesn't it, so, Rob? Do you know what? Don't worry about it. When they do, you'll know. But the good thing about crawling, Rob, and yeah. you know my problems with, is, is knackering him out. He's fucked. He's, he's, <laughs> he's absolutely fucked. He's really? exhausted. So he's sleeping well. He's 7am, three days in a row, Rob. Oh, my God. So goes to bed about nine, wakes up at 7am. Goes to bed at quarter past six. <gasps> Till seven. 13 Til hours. Seven. 13 hours of it. That can't be... I can't believe it. He will get... He, it's not going to last, obviously, because he'll get used to crawling. But this is a glory period, Rob. So, yeah, so you're in a hotel as well. So now, is are you saying to Rose, well, it's easy for you because she's sleeping so long? No, I'm not saying that, Rob. And don't put those... Don't, <laughs> what, what do not put about, those Rose? words in my head. Do not put those... Well, actually, Rose, you're getting more sleep at home because the children are sleeping so long <laughs> than I am because you know I struggle to sleep because of my stiff neck in hotel rooms. It's not even my stiff neck. I've, I've got in my own head, Rob. I just can't yeah. sleep in a hotel room i just can't do it i'm on the cbd oil i'm on the valerian herbal tea double bagging the valerian herbal tea and i'm just lying there just lying there unable to sleep it's it's a nightmare 
It's a living nightmare. <laughs> how much you own hotels a lot for work. How many how much sleep are you getting at night then? about four or five hours. Right. I just can't sleep in a what hotel. Is it? Why do, why, do you feel vulnerable? No, it's not even that I feel vulnerable. <laughs> no, don't put that in my head. I don't need that extra worry. Do you feel vulnerable and horny? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, sorry, I mean, it's vulnerable and alone. <laughs> I don't feel vulnerable and horny. No, I don't. <laughs> no, the problem is I'm just in the hotel. Yeah. And... And I just think, oh, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And once I've thought that, it's fucking game so over. That, so you've basically sort of stage fright. It's in your own head. I'm, you've sort of... I'm nervous when I go to bed. It's, I'm more nervous for the sleep than the gig. <laughs> that, is, that is really... That's I don't, That's beyond my pay scale, that. I don't know how you fucking sort that out. That's mental. I'm, like, I'm getting, going to bed and I'm like, right, this is it. Come on, then. Let's do this. Let's go to sleep. And I'm like, by the time I'm doing that, it's fucking over, mate. <laughs> what about... Okay, have you tried having a bath or a shower before bed? No, just, that wakes you up, doesn't it? No, I find it changes my state. So if I'm in that state of all like sweaty and like done the gig, bar. you can see this. I've got a bath in my room. In, literally, look at that. I have a little bath in there. Yeah. And what I'll do is don't get too hot. Like I, what I would do is have a bath and then I have a shower to actually wash. You don't really wash in a bath. And then I'd do it a bit colder. And like, it won't, you're awake. You're you get awake. a cold shower, it's not going to... I find it changes your body's state. So, and then you want to get in cosy and warm in bed and you feel all clean. It's all fresh sheets. So you want to, I, I can't get in fresh sheets without being having a shower. The only person who has ever said, you're struggling to sleep, you need to have a cold shower. Right, okay, is it working for you at the moment with your fucking double burger? <laughs> <laughs> and your CBD oil. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a cold shower tonight. See how it goes. But what I do because I don't like. Whenever this, my rule is: if it's clean sheets on the bed at home or in a hotel, I've got to get in the bed clean. It's only fair. Really? And then you'll slip. You'll be all clean and shiny, and you'll slip into those sheets. I don't, wanna, and I don't, I don't stop talking like this. You're trying to make yourself sound sexy. It's you're, gonna weird. Be all, you're gonna love yourself up. You'll be a big frothy body, and then you're gonna clean it all off. Nice cold shower, and then you're gonna slide into that bed and think of oh me. Oh my god. And have a lovely sleep. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'll let you know how it goes. We yeah. got woken up. This was a thing. We? using your room? In the house. Oh, Me and Rose, a real intruder. Home. Like well, a burglar. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Yeah. The cats go mental. Right. right. And I'm like, woken up. Cat, you know, like a cat going, that kind yeah. of cat noise. It sounds a bit like foxes banging, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like foxes banging. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Yeah. Creep out of the bedroom. So what are you wearing? Yeah. What am I wearing? Just yeah. a kind of negligee, really. Like, just a kind of silky <laughs> like Silky little, like, yeah, strappy butt, yeah. strappy number. Yeah, so is, it yeah. just pants, is it just pants? But the, the arse cut out as well, so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just little, two little buttons that you can undo and it flaps back up and over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like exactly. the boot of an old car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what, no, but what you want to set the scene, right? You think, that you think there could be a burglar? I'm in my point. pants. I'm in my pants. Pant have you got a weapon? Oh, too bloody right, I have, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> so have you got anything in, ca in case it's in no, the no, no, no. So I creep out the room yeah. and then pegging it down the stairs from upstairs comes yeah. a cat that isn't ours. <gasps> 1 a.m. <laughs> How many cats have you got? You've got two, yeah? Two. And our, our cats are both black and a ginger cat runs oh. past me. <laughs> Down the stairs, leaving. You leave it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I, I know the cat. It's I know his name. He's called Logan. He's a lovely cat. Right. Yeah. And um, 
He lives two doors down. Yep. And uh, flies past, leaves like straight out the house. And I'm like, how the fuck has he got in? Yeah. Right? So as he's gone out the cat flap. Gone out the cat flap. Anyway, <laughs> our cat flap's broken. We've got one of those chip cap, you know, the cat flaps. That yeah, yeah. It's broken. It's open house for all the cats. Free house. House party. It's a free house for all the cats. He's it's seen a house it party. On cat book. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gate crashed. And do you know what? A couple of times in the last couple of weeks, I've come down and I've gone, have the cats pissed in here? I think it's. I think his neighbourhood cats have been pissing in our kitchen. Yeah, so this happened to us. Ours did that. And then that other cat kept on coming in. It was either shitting in our house or it was scaring Alan so he wouldn't go outside and was shitting in yeah. the house. Yeah, basically, Rob. Yeah. We're living in an open house situation where cats are coming in and intimidating our cats. And we can't do anything about it. We can change your cat flap. Yeah, well, we can do something about it. We can change our cat flap. <laughs> Right, let's put it another way. We haven't done anything about it. That's <laughs> so now all the cats. Yeah. So they, don't they get on with Logan and they were fighting? They're all right, but I, do, I don't know what happened. They, they fucking right. kicked off at 1am when Logan was kicking around. <laughs> so oh, that was Josh. terrifying. And then I couldn't get back to sleep for an hour and a half. It's like being in a hotel. Classic Josh. Just couldn't go back to sleep. That's your catchphrase. Couldn't get, yeah, couldn't get back to sleep. So when are you so back? How, week. Are you, uh, you're back? You're back home soon? I'm in Edinburgh more? recording this in Edinburgh and then I'm... Uh, in, Cardiff tomorrow. I've got my seven-hour train journey tomorrow, Rob. I'll let oh, you know how that goes. Oh, God. Brutal. But I'm delighted. I can't wait. That sounds shit. I'm not flying. No, it doesn't. I've had to fly to Inverness, Rob. You're not like an old person. You know an old person that doesn't like flying anymore? I don't. Or like, does it, Rob, does it, can't sleep anywhere, needs a big jumper. We, walk, we, walked, we walked down to the, air, the, to the plane. Yeah. You know when you walk down the, like, that kind of big tube thing that you walk down to get yeah. to the plane? Yeah. Got to the plane and they were like, turn around, there's a technical fault, go back and wait more. And then you can see them fucking fixing the engine of the plane and you're like, I don't know about this. Well, you'd rather them fix it and leave it, wouldn't you? Well, that's what I thought, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Better, better, better that they fixed it, but still you're not... You're not no. com- I did not enjoy that journey. Oh, that was London to Inverness? Inverness. Yeah. Oh, how would, oh, I think someone messaged about your Inverness show. There we go. Um, refund is a subject. Oh, no, <laughs> Oh, here we go. Hi, Robin Josh. I'm currently sitting in the audience of Josh's Inverness tour show at Eden Court, a wonderful arts venue we are so lucky to have here uh, to host the likes of you both. Yeah, I'm up there later in the year. I'm three days overdue with our second baby, so this ticket was a last-minute treat. I'm now 32 and have held a grudge for the majority of my life. In primary one or two, age five or six, two of my classmates, in inverted commas, found an excuse to go inside during a playtime break and vandalise one of my workbooks with pens, scribbling all over multiple pages of my work this was no random attack I was targeted the girls in question were soon found out not being masterminds to cover up at this age and made and were made to apologise but having then grown up together in a small community I have never managed to accept this apology or forgive to my shame when we were around 20 I informally gave one of them a very bad reference when they applied for a job in a shop which I worked in I maintain she would not have been a good addition to the team. Great grudge. Great grudge. Thanks for a splendid podcast. Robin, Mumter, Thorfinn. um, Thorfinn. Thorfinn, age two and impending new baby. Good luck with the baby. Well done with the grudge. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. She she must have enjoyed her show. That was pre-show, that email. Pre-show. She hasn't emailed afterwards to say... Also, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, she might be having the baby. Yeah, she might be having the baby. It was that funny. Um, um, before the guest, Rob, we yes. should say on the subject of live comedy. Oh, yes. Today is the day. Three more live dates have gone on sale now. Yes. Go online if it's after 10am. And if you want to see Parenting Hell Live, 
We are at Nottingham Motor Point Arena on the 19th of April next year. <laughs> the day after, we're at Cardiff Motor Point Arena, 20th of April. And then on 23rd, Sunday the 23rd, we're at London OVO Arena, Wembley. Wembley Arena. Yes, you can get your tickets there. Get your tickets now, because people were saying... You know, we were only doing Manchester in the O2, so now we've changed things a bit. Nottingham, Cardiff and Wembley. But yeah, can't wait for it, Joshua. Um, right, should we inter- yeah. introduce our guest, um, the wonderful Jermaine Genus, ex-Tottenham, yes. ex-Nottingham Forest, ex-Newcastle, current one-show host, Match of the Day yeah. pundit. He's making a real sidestep to, like, just general TV. It's a, it's a great kind of post-football career Jermaine Genas has, has sorted out for himself lovely bloke thoroughly enjoyable interview this is Jermaine Genas thanks well, for joining us Jermaine um, no, can you, you let us know me. how old are your kids you've got two no I've got four Rob. four four kids yeah Jesus. four well, I've got no wonder you're doing loads of telly work <laughs> <laughs> the one no, show the morning show you <laughs> doing what I can just to get out of the house personally. Uh, I've got a 14 year old, I've got a nine year old, I've got a six year old and a, uh, he's five months old now, the baby. So yeah. Really nicely spaced out. Every every four or five years you go, do you know what? Why not? Let's go again. Actually, you know I, I don't want to sleep old, anymore she's for five. <laughs> I'll get in trouble for that. She's five. She's six this year. The, the, yeah, the third girl. Three girls and a boy. But you're right. It is carnage. I'm not going to lie. Three girls and a boy. Blimey. Yeah. How is it like being back at five months? Um, scary, but also quite nice. It, in a weird way, out of all the kids that I've had, this is the baby that I'm, I was actually prepared for and ready for yeah. and probably mature enough to handle and understand everything. Whereas, you know, when I'm a 14, now 14 year old, I mean, I was, you know, a 20 year old lad playing Premier League football, playing oh. for England. Yeah. And you think you can just solve everything with money. You're not yeah. actually, you're, you're nowhere near ready to be having a child. My 14 year old with my ex, yeah. So we we, we um, do they still we, live in the states? Is that right? Yeah, they yeah. So they America. live in America. Correct. Yeah. So she lives in America now, and she comes over during the summer periods and at Christmas and stuff like that. But you you know at, at those periods during my life, I was just like, well, yeah, I've got a kid. What do I do? But then most yeah. kids my age my age would panic, and I went, well, you know, at this particular point in my life, I've, I've got plenty of money. I've got a house. All of the things you worry about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had naturally, but the one thing I didn't have was the kind of that maturity, that patience, that understanding. So I just kind of built things around me. Like I got a mom to quit work. A sister came to live with me. My sister lived with me. I just had a yeah. house just full of people just to yeah. help the scenario rather than being a parent, you know? That's yeah. interesting. When did you kind of realize that that's what you'd done? Not until I would say uh, only about five, six years ago, you know, when, Mm. I don't know, every now and again, you have those periods in your life where you just kind of take stock. And I think lockdown for everybody was probably one Mm. of those moments where you just kind of like took stock of things that are going on. And we were very fortunate during lockdown. You know, we, um, you know, for me personally, I got to kind of spend more time with the kids, spend more time at home, spend more time with the wife and stuff. And um, yeah, I think we just, through having that conversations uh, over a couple of nights, it was just like, you know, I think she just asked me one time something like, what was it like having a baby? Um, at that age, because she was young and she was scared. Yeah, my my now wife, you yeah. know, when mm. she start, first started having kids, and I didn't, you know, that didn't compute to me just how nervous she was going to be. But 
you know, you, you think you're ready for these moments and then they actually yeah. arrive when you're like, fuck. For 20, <laughs> you're a baby. You're oh, still a baby yourself yeah. at 20, aren't you? Well, this is the thing. You just, I don't know. And also, I don't know what your experiences were like, but when you're in hospital and you have the, have the kids and it's just, it is literally just like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Deal with that. Oh. And you're like, I mean, I remember the first one just being like, what the hell do you do? Like, how do I feed it? When do I feed it? How much do I feed it? What am I supposed yeah. to do? And then, like, by I mean, by the lad now, I'm just picking up by his leg and swinging him around, putting his clothes on, <laughs> eat that, drink that. And people are looking at me like, "What's going on?" Like, I'm like, oh, "Not fine, kid, mate. It is sound. Don't worry about that." <laughs> that must have been a really like mad point in your life because you know, I remember at the time when you got signed, it was like for five million or something, yeah. for, for, and it was like it was big news. You wasn't you one of the most expensive teenagers or something? Was that yeah? A, it was a record was a... you held. Yeah, I, was, I think it was the third most expensive teenager in the world at that particular time. Uh, it was yeah. like R9 Brazilian Ronaldo went from PSV to Barcelona. Uh, yeah. Robbie Keane went from Coventry to Inter Milan for nine million, and then it was me. And it was yeah. it was mad. Wow. Honest, it oh. was carnage. Like I mean, I remember arriving in Newcastle, and it was like press are following me all over the place. I've got into my my hotel room, and you know, I just thought, right, a couple of minutes to myself, and I'd done my, I'd already done my press conference that day. But I just got back to my hotel room. I'm putting on kind of like what's going on on the telly. And it was just like me, Sky News, me on this, me on that. And I was just like, this is, it was crazy. I'm like, and when I got back to my room, like Nike, for example, sent me, I mean, the product was mental. It was like, <laughs> you walked into my room, it was from floor to ceiling of just like trainers, tracksuits, boots, just everything you can imagine. They just sent me. It was just, you know, a dream how, at the time. And I loved it. I was 18 years old. You've got that at the moment with Blacks, the mountaineering shop, haven't you, Rob? Is that oh, what you yes. Mean? I moaned about Why a backpack from Blacks, and then they've been ringing me up trying to like apologise. <laughs> I'll talk about it. Oh, it's, I actually felt really bad in the end. Basically, oh, I bought no. a backpack, and they ordered it online for me in the shop, and then I have to go back to the shop to get a refund. And I was like, can't they just oh, refund right. my card? I no. moaned about it. I've had five phone calls from all the different people from Blacks. <laughs> they wanted to send me a backpack. I was like, no, I'll just explain the policy. And I just thought, ah, how boring is my fucking life that I'm talking about a complaint with a mountaineering shop? But anyway. That is quite funny because, you know, when you're talking about like products and stuff like that, you, know, you, you just heard me briefly before we came on to talk on the pod about this uh, baby chair that I'm trying to mm. currently put up in the room. And, and that's why I was late getting to the pod. Basically, it's a Stoke baby chair. It's a really stylish one, right? That goes yeah. right next to the kitchen table. Apparently, your child can like grow. As they grow, they grow with you and can have dinner with you and whatever. And they're part of the right. family. And like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's such bollocks, isn't it? All of that. Just thinking, oh, that plain, we've got, we've got that pasta. one. I've just Googled it. Yeah, we've got that one. Like, yeah. And it, it's got just like 5,000 attachments that uh, you have to put to it. Yeah. And it's funny because the first thing I do when I get all these things, I go on YouTube and I go, right, this is the easiest way to, because the, the instructions are always a pain in the ass. So I go, right, went on YouTube. <laughs> and it was funny because you've got like a load of mums who come on who are like, so I've got my uh, new Stoke baby chair. This is how I'm going to put it together. They're really yeah. like calm. There's like a couple of dads that are on YouTube and they'll go. The first line of one of them was like, um, I just want to say sorry about the mess. Uh, ignore the mess. Um, it's difficult for a dad doing this on his own. He was like really stressed out. And I was just like, 
Yeah, I'm not going to watch this video, mate. Sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back to the car. Whenever I put the YouTube videos on, I, I, part of me is going, this absolute loser doing the YouTube video. What a fucking loser. And the other part of me is going, this person is my only hope. Like, this, this person is all I've got in the world. They literally are, though. They literally are. You, that's, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. Like, who takes time out of their day to, to set these things up? But then... They are the saviour at times. The Americans are better, though. I, I trust the Americans on it. When it's an English bloke, I always feel sorry for him. When it's like, hey, I'm Chad Warrington, and uh, you join me in my garage here. And it's a, a black guy. Yeah, I'm trying to put it together, and it's really... It's, I can't do it with their English. But what will always happen to me is I'll get two-thirds of the way through, and I'll be thinking, this isn't quite making sense. And then I'll be like... Oh, Chad's got a 3.4 and I've got 3.6. This is a complete yeah. fucking write-off. <laughs> There's is, one that... too many holes in the 3.6. <laughs> the whole thing's a... So what, what do you do then? Do you just kind of stick with it at that point and just like, just wing My it? My mate took his, took his pram to Halfords. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Tom Crane? Ellis, um, Ellis James. Uh, Ellis James. Took his pram down. You might have met Ellis, Jermaine. I think I have met the Welsh, Ellis, yeah. He's a professional yeah, Welsh yes, football fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I've met Ellis. Yeah, a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> yeah he no, took his pram to Halfords. That's pathetic. Oh, my word. <laughs> if you can do that, that is brilliant. It's quite funny, Ellis. He started playing five-a-side football with me. I play with the school dads, and uh, he wrote an article about how much he wants to play five-a-side this year and how much fun it gives him, and he's going to do it as much as possible. He played three games. He's done his knee, not played two. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly. <laughs> three times in a week because he was overexcited, oh. done his knee, and he's not played two. He's OD'd That's on the... five-a-side football. Oh, yeah, people way ask me too all much. the time, like since retiring, like don't you still play football? Don't you still do this? And I'm like, no, I don't. And that, well, don't you miss? And I'm like, look, I miss playing like elite football. Granted, I miss going to training when my body felt great. I miss kind of like those big North London derbies, right? But the way my body feels now, absolutely not. I've got no interest <laughs> in running round yeah. and pulling another calf or tearing another hamstring or rupturing another ligament in my knee. No, thank you. So it's like, I have like these stories, not if it's not just school dads, but my mates who are just still hanging on to that dream of getting yeah. to the first round of the FA Cup. And they just, like, the amount of times, like, they'll just turn up with like crutches and like these boots. It's violent. Both sides violent. Oh, I played mate. a load of scaffolders once and gas fitters. And like, you know, there's always one that had trials at Brighton or something. And yeah. he's like going in hardcore because it's his Wembley. <laughs> if you can imagine why I turned up Rob, to that, like, my mates used to say to me when I was playing, at a professional level, they used to say to me, I can't wait till you retire so that we can play in like a game of a similar level and I can smash you. And I was <laughs> like, that's what, what they just couldn't wait. Cause that, oh, I think them, you need new mates. No, one of them, my best mate. I'd go and watch him play and I'd be like, no, I don't think you realise how slow you actually are. Like I, I, would, I would see you coming a mile off. Do you have you done like school sports days and stuff? Like, have you been in the dad's race and stuff? Not done a sports day yet. I, I've missed a couple through being away uh, with work mm. and stuff like that. Um, and then I think the one that we went to, the, the kids were that young, they didn't quite do a parents one. It was one of those sports days where it's just like hula hoops and throwing the bean bags yeah, in places yeah. and stuff like that. I'm, I am like, don't get me wrong, I'm ready and waiting for that. Like, How I, do you I do am. It? I'm 100% going to do it. Yeah, I'm still that guy. That I'm, not get, I'm not getting beat. No, 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 no I'm not getting beat. Was you, getting did you, was you known for your pace, Jermaine? Excuse oh, my I, ignorance. I had, I had, um, I say I had that deceptive pace, that pace that you couldn't, you know, you, you didn't see, see yeah. it coming. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, okay. 
and then someone said to me, that's because it never came. And I was like... But I suppose it's relative, right? You're playing against professional footballers rather than a dad at school. Like You you would think that, but there's always, like, there's always that dad, isn't there? You know, I I, I was listening to, uh, like, Crouchy's podcast, and he he, uh, he had this... Yeah, he had that similar experience, didn't he, where the ex-rugby player... Like, we've got a couple of them at our school, like an ex-rugby right. player and an ex-this and ex-that. I'd have to get myself finally tuned up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, there'd be some yeah. training going in. Uh, I'd definitely be taking part. And I, I couldn't... If I got beat in front of my kids, I don't think I could go back. I don't, I, <laughs> no, that would be awful. Because also, like, I'm quite, kind of, like, seen, like, on the school run still as, oh, you know, the, the yeah. football. And I've done assemblies at the school and stuff. And the oh, kids know me. Like? Well, the assembly was, was funny. I mean, I, it's I like do doing quite... the one show basically. Is it Definitely. similar? You know what? Right? <laughs> Definitely not. But you know, I, you know, when I, me getting into kind of what I'm doing now, uh, whether it's like punditry or television, a lot of it started for me uh, through going into schools. So I've got an, an education recruitment company that I've had for ten years that me and my best friend have got, uh, where we supply teachers to schools. And mm. one of the things uh, with it for me. All I want, the reason being that I wanted to help with kids and to um, I suppose raise their aspiration levels a lot, because where mm. I grew up, there was a lot of kind of like walls mentally in terms of this is where you grow up. You know, you work there or you can go and work for the council or you can get yourself a flat on the council, get yourself on the dole. You know, that were, they were literally, I remember people having conversations and celebrating the fact that they got a council flat. And it was like, oh, yeah. God, I need to go back here and just, try and open people's minds up and stuff so i started kind of like in my local where i grew up clifton then i started going into nottingham uh, going into schools and doing these talks but i'd go to a school and i'd say right you know i'm going to come to a classroom and have a chat with the kids and the the, the school would go oh we've, we've got a better idea and i'd go in and it'd be a whole assembly of the whole school and you'd be like oh. shit I, this is sink or swim time and <laughs> yeah i'm sure you've both been there as like comedians and stuff as well when you kind of just got to just fucking go with it really you can't yeah, just yeah. You, you you can't sit there and crumble i wouldn't fancy an assembly i wouldn't fancy well, an assembly thing, at well, all this, this is the thing like kids are so honest like literally Mm, yeah. one, will just, one will just fall asleep, like literally just lay down on his <laughs> friend and go, and go to sleep. Someone will start heckling. I had this kid one time, I did one in London, and this kid was like, uh, and, and usually the questions are like, how much money have you got? This, yeah. that, and the other. And this kid stood up and he's gone, um, I've got a question, Jermaine. Is that your car parked outside? And I was like, yeah, yeah, but you know, you've got to work hard to get it. He went, no, 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 you've left your lights on. <laughs> and, and so you always get that smart ass kid as well at school which I'm probably yeah, sure yeah. you two probably were those kids actually no, I was just sort of the quiet one in the corner making notes a lot of what I do <laughs> observing what things I do stems from that a lot of what I do stemmed from that weirdly uh, it's like practice would you go yeah, into yeah. your own kids schools or would they be too ashamed no so I've done my I, I've done my own kids uh, school one of the teachers just pulled me one day and they were doing like a Duke of Edinburgh, Duke of Edinburgh uh, thing at the school. Mm. And they wanted me to go in there and do a talk on resilience. So over the years, obviously, I've learned the tricks of how to kind of, whether I need to... Yeah, like, you like, played for Tottenham. You must be... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I set you up like that? <laughs> oh, no. I've got no against you, you learn a lot about, you know, defeat oh, and coming back to, no. you know, exactly. win a this game, lose true. a game, win a game, lose a game. <laughs> oh, no, it's heartbreaking at the minute. It really is. It's destroying me watching them. Yeah, we went to, to do this talk. 
and the way that I've kind of learned to get away with it now is I do, and don't take the piss here either. I do, I put up like a montage of the goals that I've scored, basically. Yeah. And then the kids yeah. will just sit there and go, oh my God, wow, you played football, you scored goals here, there, wow, amazing. So then by the time you start talking, they don't care, it's fine, do you know what I mean? So my yeah. kids, uh, they sat in there, one of them put their hand up and, you know, asked something cute, like, am I a good little sister or whatever? And it was, it was nice, it was cool, but... Um, how old? How old was she? Your daughter at that assembly? She was. That was the five-year-old. I only did the it like, six wow. months ago. Oh really? Yeah, it was so, recent. So how much? Yeah. How much more hands-on are you? Now, still working, but it's not as intense as when you're a footballer. Yeah. And obviously, you're older now and a bit more mature, and you know know what is expected. How much parenting are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Um, I've got to be careful because my missus yeah. is walking around <laughs> now. So you panic. <laughs> <laughs> Could lie here. I'm doing it all when she's gonna, yeah. the, door's, the door's gonna fly open and go, uh. <laughs> no, look. Um, so I'll do kind of like school run wise, I do most of the school runs because it kind of fits yeah. into my day. So, like, most mornings I'll get up, whatever, they have breakfast, take them to school. Um, but then I'll go and do the one show Monday to Wednesday. So, by like 2 yeah. 30, I'm kind of gone. So, I'm, Out not, of the I'm picture, not, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing pickups, I'm not doing bath times, and so on. So, but which is um, good and bad. It's good, it obviously, in terms of the way that like, I, I get the mornings with them and then I get to go to work. But And also good in a way that come Thursday, I'm like, you're really like, you're craving them again, if you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to do bath time and I want to do this and I want to do that. And they miss you. So I, I, I would say it's a good... Uh, 70, 30 <laughs> you don't, you don't, We're not going to push you on a number here because this, this could ruin the next couple of weeks. A lot of people listen to this, Jermaine. Uh, should we tell? Should we fearing it from people down the shops? Yeah, apparently 70%. 70%, he reckons. In her favour. In her favour. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Have you but, got a video no. montage of your best parenting moments that you could fall to us? Definitely not. Look, you know, I don't, what, what's it like for you lot? I wouldn't say that's a million miles from my, my experience in terms yeah. of. Um, oh, I'm, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to publicly put a number on it, Jermaine. Well, no, I'd say you know it's hard to do it on an aggregate because the diary changes so much. But I'd, I'd sure, definitely yeah. say I'd probably yeah I'd say seventy thirty is a fair representation. But then you know yeah. it does shift the other way, like in half terms and stuff. If I'm not working, Correct, as much. yeah. But, but if you're going to work, yeah, holidays and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. See, like holidays, like me, like I'm a morning person. So like, yes, I'll yeah. get up, like my missus will sleep in, I'll get up, get them ready, get them down to the pool, yeah. take them to the beach. And I'm like, get, you know, come down when you want, you know, that, that yeah, balances yeah. things out. We yeah. might be moving to a 60, 40 situation. <laughs> well, to, if someone's if getting confident here. <laughs> <laughs> so in, when, in lockdown, your daughter in America, did you not see her for ages then? Was it a massive? Uh, you know what was weird? Uh, we didn't see her for a period of time. Uh, so the first lockdown in March, I'm talking yeah. about here, the very first one, no. But she wasn't due to come over then anyway. Yeah. But we managed to get her over that summer. Oh, um, that's good. There was, yeah. th- there was some like special kind of like, like um, things uh, put in place for situations exactly like that by uh, each government to still yeah. allow kind of like children to, you know, see parents and so on and so forth or family members in certain circumstances. Oh, so good. she, oh, yeah, so she came over during that period and just was you know, in the house do, doing whatever. But then in the, yeah. in the, I think in the second one towards summer, she ended up not being able to go back. So it worked out oh. better. Oh. And she ended yeah. up staying for about four or five months in the end. Oh, brilliant. Uh, oh, that's which was great. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. is like, is she American? She, like how long has she been oh, there? Like? So she'd been there since she was five. 
So she's a proper um, American kid then. Oh my God, literally. It, it, it's <laughs> a war. I mean, I've already spoke about like accents and languages in my house. It just yeah. you can imagine how weird it sounds. We've got yeah. we've got bath and bath, and then my my 14-year-old will come in and she'll go, Oh, daddy, can I have a popsicle? And I'll just look at her like <laughs> What is a and I'm, I, it got to the point where I just stopped answering her. So she'd like walk in the kitchen like, Daddy, can I have some soda? And I'll just, I'll just blank her. And then, <laughs> and then eventually she gets the gist of it and she goes, yeah. oh, Daddy, can I have a lemonade? And I go, yeah, go to the fridge and have lemonade. Like, until you start speaking to me in English, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you know, all of her friends are American. She goes to American school every single day. You know, it's inevitable. It is, yeah, of uh, course. It's all good fun. Do they any good at, um, are they any good at sport, your kids? Like you? My, so my eldest is in, in, she is like. And so is she going to play for America or England? You're obsessed with sportsmen and women, Josh. I love it. Uh, Every, know, it's basically, honest... how long can he wait until he finds out <laughs> if there's going to be a next athlete? <laughs> mate, mate, I, I'm not really here for the parenting. I'll let you in a secret. After you, Jermaine, right. we're interviewing Kate Lawler. I'm going to be on Big Brother three minutes in. That's how, it's, <laughs> that's how it works with me. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll be honest. She um, she likes uh, she prefers England. She openly will say that she prefers England. She'll say to me now, like when I go to university, Dad, I want to I want to come back to England and go to university oh, in nice. England and stuff like oh, that. Nice. And you're like, there's a problem with the fees on that. If you could do well, it in America, that'd be. <laughs> yeah, let's get you a scholarship and you can you know <laughs> slot you in nicely. But I mean, I've even got like uh, so my, my my dad moved to America when I was like. Uh, 11 years old and he, uh, he remarried and had two more daughters and my youngest she's a footballer and uh, she's a good footballer yeah. as well she, she was playing for like uh, Helsinki in the Champions so League your, so your, 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 your sister so your dad's yeah. youngest daughter your dad's yeah youngest my, dad's, daughter. Sorry, my yeah. dad's youngest daughter sorry yeah and she has this crazy like affiliation with like England she's like you know she's full American grown up in America her whole life yeah. and will categorically say, like, if the opportunity came, I would choose England over America all day long. Oh, really? So, yeah, so even my dad's done a great job, or it just must be horrible <laughs> over there. It must, it must be so <laughs> mad. It must be so mad seeing your kids that like, have this sort of lifestyle and stuff. Like you say, when you grew, grew up in Nottingham, like, I think I spoke mm. to you before about Jermaine Pennant, because um, well, yeah. you, you knew Jermaine, did, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, really. Because well, yeah. he started from Notts County and went to Arsenal, mm. and like, he, you know, was supposed to be the sort of like a, a Wayne Rooney type figure and yeah. had a good career, played for Liverpool and stuff, mm. but he never really yeah, yeah. hit those heights. And I, saw, and I was saying to you, like, oh, he, he never really sort of went on. And you, and you sort of explained to me that, like, from where he came from, which is very, very humble beginnings to even Mate, beyond honestly. that, I mean, it's not my position to, to, to talk about it. You, you you were there, but he actually did achieve so much by sort of just getting out of that and coming a professional footballer. It's all sort of relative, really, about success. It is. It is. And you know what? It's 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 funny because with all my kids now, and, and I'm not going to say just my son either, but I think a lot of people talk about my son being a footballer just because he's a guy, but I'd love my, all my kids to go on and be footballers or athletes or, you know, just be successful. But Or host the one show. Host the one show. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But, <laughs> no, you know what it is, though? The big, the big thing for me that concerns me, I suppose, is uh, where are they going to get that drive from? Where are they going to get mm. that need from? I didn't have a choice, really. Like, Jermaine yeah. Pennant, didn't, he didn't have a choice. There was, like, no you, you used to pick him up. Didn't you have to pick him up to go training? Like, you, your family used oh, to pick him up God. on the way to train football training. Yeah, so there was times when we had games and my mum would be like, right, you know, was, and Jermaine was, like, I, I was a good footballer as a kid, don't get me wrong. Jermaine was the best. Like, he was the best player at our age and probably two years above in Nottingham by a mile it wasn't even close so 
you wanted to collect him because you knew if you had him on your team, you were going to win. Like, it's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. What age so, was this, Jermaine? This would have been, we played in the same team together for about three years from the age of, I would say, like nine to 12, something like yeah. that. I would go and knock on his door at about the age of, say, like nine or 10. And um, yeah, his dad would come to the door and just be like, I don't know where he is. And I'd be like, excuse me, it's like, it's the morning, where is he? And he'd be like, we didn't come back last night. I'd be like, what? And you'd end up like traveling around his area looking for him and you'd just always find him on the street playing football and he'd, he'd like stayed at his nan's house or a mate's house and he, he always had his boots with him and you'd pick up get his boots get him in the car go and play the game and then he'd either come and chill with me for the day or whatever and then you'd drop him back later it was crazy but at that particular time if you think about what he's doing every single minute of the day all he's doing is playing football mm. it was his only escapism and it was yeah. similar for me whereas like with my kids it's like you know, probably some iPads and flipping this and that and, you know, anything they want, basically, you know, that that going out in the rain and practising and honing in your football skills. My kids look outside and they go, oof, it's raining today, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I'll, get the, I'll get the iPad out. <laughs> All I try to do is trying to, like, instil as much of myself in them as I possibly can. So, you know... Whether that, you know, I think the hard work is a big thing for me. And it's part of the reason I work so hard because I want my kids to visually see that what they have, it's not come just from me playing football. It's not come just yeah. because our oh, dad played football at a period of time and we got a nice house. It's like, no, my dad's hardly ever at home. And when they complain about why aren't you at home or why aren't you this, I'm like, because if you, you want to go on a nice holiday, you want to go to the school, you want to do this, you want these nice things, I'm working. This is the work ethic that I want you to see is necessary mm. for you to achieve anything in life. I try and have these competitive things going on in the house, whether it's educational or whether it's sport, you know, really celebrating when they've been successful. Like my, my five-year-old came in the other day with a certificate going, Daddy, I got 20 blue Aww. stars. And I was like, <laughs> put it up on the wall. Like we celebrate it. But then, yeah. I, you know, I'll get another phone call from the teacher going, oh, uh, Olivia, who's my youngest, might have a problem. She um, basically categorically said she's not doing any work today in school and no. proceeded just to rip up tissue and paper uh, uh, just at will. And it's like, well... Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, she's five, so I'm not going too hard on her. You know? I have, yeah. I, I, and, and to be fair, she's like, out of the whole, all of the kids, she's the one who... She's the little frigger. But she has you in hysterics yeah. the most out of all of them because she just don't care. She's got this. She's got <laughs> this rock star. She, yeah, she's got this thing in her where she's just solid. You know, she's it's weird because out of all of them, she's the one already. I'm like, you're gonna be sound. I can tell by your yeah. character, <laughs> you're gonna be okay. She's just got like you know a strong heart. The kid. Do you worry though? Like it could, it could go the other way where when you say that you want to set an example of working hard, and if you want this holiday, you have to go out mm. work. Do you not worry that could instill sort of guilt on the kids where they're like, oh, his dad's having to go to work again because of we want a holiday. You know that it's a fine balance, isn't it, of setting yeah. an example, but also you know they're very sensitive kids. If they think that you know they're the reason why you've got to go to work, it can be mm. a bit overwhelming. For some kids yeah 100% and you know I've never really thought about it like that if I'm totally mm. honest with you um, I'm you know I'm constantly learning along the way and what I've always done as a, as a parent and in and in terms of trying to show my kids the best possible route that I can is I always I, I relate everything back to sport I don't know why but sport gave me everything in terms of yeah, like of the, dis the discipline in, in my life the understanding of what it takes to get to 
uh, an elite level of something, not just a good level of something. And all I can do is think about those moments, about what I did in those times and trying to deliver it to them in a way that it's not, it's not about football, if you know what I mean. It's about yeah. life uh, and doing it in a kid-friendly way. So, you know, like yesterday or whatever it is, or when was it? Tuesday, my daughter had this kind of like drama recital thing that she had to go to. So she's done this. I don't know. You lot might know these terms better than me. The called like, is it called a duel? Like a duel where two people are doing a scene together, and it's in front of this like official like adjudicator in the Watford area, and they've got this whole monologue going off. But then the God. guy, I know it's pretty serious. But then the the the, the is this the, main... the five year old? No, this is the nine year old. I was, was going to say, fucking hell! No wonder she's ripping tissue up. I'd be in bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's pretty intense. Do you know what I mean? But we're going to school, yeah. and she's panicking. Because she's like, you're going to be there. What about if I forget my lines? What about this? What about yeah. that? So my head goes, right, drill it in. Like the only way you're not going to fail is if you practice, 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 because that is how life works. If you if yeah. you drill it into the point where you've got it nailed, you're not gonna you're not gonna fail. So like all that night before, in the car, all the way, we get to school, I park up 10 minutes before, I'm like, do it again, do it again, slow down. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I am like. I am like drill sergeant. I'm like, you're talking too fast. Talk with like, with more, like I'm, yeah. I'm going in. Anyway, so she's going to school a bit like, oh my God, he just like tore me apart. We go to the recital or whatever and she wins. It, yeah, it was amazing. Like, and she comes out celebrating and the, all the teachers and the class are like, wow, you were amazing. And I'm like, see, told you. That, that, why did that happen? That didn't happen yeah. because you just sat there on your ass and didn't do anything. It happened because you <laughs> worked your ass off. So that's what you got to keep doing. That's just how I do it. Do you, do you have to mediate that sort of approach? Is you, do you have a one-size-fits-all approach? Is that how you'll deal with all of them or do certain kids that you need to be dealt with differently, do you find? Like, like footballers that, like, that need an arm yeah. around their shoulders, yeah. as opposed to... Not exactly everyone. I wouldn't mean. respond well to that. That would have overwhelmed me and panicked me because I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm better if I yeah. prepare less, but I'm enjoying it. Where some yeah, people I, absolutely love knowing every line and that's the perfect way to prepare. I've seen yeah. them in comedy and acting. Yeah, it's Josh. Little hat. <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for coming out. I don't know. I've got like theories on these things, and don't get me wrong, they're very like you know. My my, my nine year old was my wife's first child, right? So um, she has been like so precious to everyone. Yeah. Like literally, there's a breeze outside. Oh no, can't take her outside <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. There's two germs out there. We can't go and do this. Or, well, you know, a set of steps. Well, let me carry you down the steps yeah. type mentality. And I'm just like the opposite of that. I'm a very much like jump down the steps if you want to jump down the steps. Slide down that banister. Have some fun. But, you know, I'm trying to like, I, I'm trying to get away all of those tensions that she has and anxieties that she has mm. in her life yeah, by yeah. freeing her up. And I know what's going to free her up. It's confidence. And she, yeah. just, she just lacks a bit of confidence because she's scared of everything. So yeah. I'm like, right, let's get this kid some confidence by winning, basically, yeah. or by achieving something. And I mean, like, coming second or even coming third and getting a certificate. You know, you ain't got, not like be number one all the time, yeah. but then yeah. I, I'm building layers in her to kind of like go, oh, I'm, I actually am quite good and I am quite this. And then, and that's what the other day was, really. She had a really kind of like eureka moment where it was like, Wow, I've got, I feel confident. You can see this, yeah. yeah. Oh, she brilliant. walks around the house different. In your own childhood, is that like, 
what were you like as a kid? Did you have this inbuilt confidence in the drive or did you find nah, it? That's exactly what I was. I was, I was. I was almost like her. I was very shy. You know, I was raised by my mum, really, uh, and my older sister. But my dad instilled some things in me which were very much like what I'm doing now, which was quite cold-hearted. Yeah. You're either good enough or you're not. Like, I, I'd come off from games having scored a metric, and he would just pull me apart and be like, well, you should have scored four. What about that that you missed? You didn't make that run. And I'd be in tears, and I'd go home, and my mum would have to piece me all back together. But then as I grew and got older... I would draw on those experiences of, you know, uh, if I didn't get picked for England, for example, as a, as a kid, I wouldn't be in tears about it. I'd be like, well, I'm obviously need, I need to work harder. I need to do something, yeah. something, something that's kicked in in that way. Again, it's kind of like back to that mentality of sport and what it gave me and the experiences mm. it gave me. Just little bits like that, that, you know, I'm trying to knit together and just, give to the kids and see how they yeah, do it. Yeah, I think sometimes, sometimes, like, if your daughter is a bit, like, lacking that confidence or a little bit anxious about stuff, I was like that, where I could sit and talk about something for hours and hours and it wouldn't make it better. It'd just make yeah, me feel worse. Yeah. But just yeah. by getting up and doing it, you know, and I, I know you, you helped with lines, but you want to be sensitive and go, like, oh, well, don't do it then if you don't want to do it. But then if I took that approach, I'd never would have done comedy. <laughs> I wouldn't be sat here talking to you. Yeah. I wouldn't, I didn't mm. want to do it. I, it really scared me. But, but by doing it, it's sort of facing your fear and it makes yeah. you feel so much more confident. Well, when I first did stand-up it was like sort of doing a parachute jump or something you know like oh, it was almost like a bucket yeah. list ticked off of like i've done that or whatever yeah. it is you want to do if it you know abseiling whatever the thing is you want to do that's scary 100%. i did it and i was like oh i've done that and i got such a buzz from it and then that built my confidence of just yeah. really not even how well the gig went just getting on yeah. on the stage but i was gonna ask when you played football did you enjoy it was you enjoying yourself or was it Oh, the relief of winning or the game ending or, you know, because it's so high pressure and you yeah. like to say, you used to get upset when your dad, do you, when you look back in your career, do you, do you feel like you was enjoying those moments or you getting through them the best, best you could? I, I enjoyed pressure? 90% of my career, no matter what. Mm. Uh, the last 10%, which was the end of my career, I would go as far to say I hated. Um, really? It was, well, I kept getting injured. I wasn't playing at the level that I wanted to play because my body wasn't allowing me to do it. I wasn't playing at the football club that I wanted to play at. I, I'd accepted the end, basically, mm. and it was, it was depressing. And then the feeling of anxiety you have when you're going onto a football pitch, knowing your body's not going to make it, is horrible. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and that, that then plays its own kind of part in the injuries as well, because you're so uptight and you're so anxious thinking, please, body, survive, please, body, survive. But you inevitably too tense and tear a muscle. Yeah. Um, so the last ten was ten percent of it was horrible, but the night, the, the mo most of it, like even like weird things now, and I don't want any jokes again, please, Rob. But one of the when people guy. say to me about like, <laughs> tell me some things that you miss about football. Like, I like I even miss losing, right? I even yeah. I even miss losing games of football because losing a game of football is to come home and I'd be so pissed off and I'd sit in the house and then <laughs> the drive it would give you on a Monday morning. To turn up to training yeah. and be like, that's not happening again this weekend. I'm not having that. And you'd go into a dressing room environment that had a similar mentality that was like, let's work hard this week and let's get at it. And then you'd get the result at the end of that week and be like, that was amazing. So yeah. it's, you know, and then you have the flip side to that where you're winning, 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 become complacent. But I always, the, the, the losses were always the ones where I looked around and I enjoyed those like, right, let's see what everyone's about type mm. moment. Or when we had those North London derbies, like I always loved North London derbies. I don't know why I just loved them because the atmosphere was so tense. Like yeah. I remember walking around <laughs> dressing rooms and 
looking at my teammates thinking, oh my God, I've never seen you look like this. You look so scared. And I would just go and sit down with them or just have a random chat. And I'd just say something like, fuck me, I'm nervous today. And you could see them go, oh God, like if he's nervous, thank God. I, like somebody yeah. said it type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Football's so like the, the bravado. Everyone's so macho and so like, oh, can't be nervous. Can't be this. You've got to be so cool. And whereas it's the polar opposite of what you need. You just need honesty. You know, if someone comes yeah. up to you and goes, I am bricking it today. Let's talk it through. You'll be fine. We'll get through it together. And, you know, that those moments are what I miss most about football. Yeah, I bet. Because you played football from every England level from 16 yeah. or whatever and you were presumably in an academy or whatever from the age of seven yeah, or was, whatever yeah. do you feel like you missed out on certain things of your childhood and stuff no nothing at all no really? I, I, if anything I, I i always look at it the other way around you know i feel like the experiences i had as a, as a kid because mm. you have to remember i loved football beyond belief yeah, yeah. there's nothing else i wanted to do like yeah. i turned down the opportunities of going to parties and going to do other things because I was like, I've got a game tomorrow and that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Don't get me wrong. No, my mates used to go ice skating on a Friday night. I, I'd go with them. But whilst they were necking the bottle of 2020, I was just chilling. And I, like, <laughs> are, you, are you done yeah. yet or what? Yeah. You know, when, and Jermaine still friend... scored more goals than you as well. Are <laughs> on a hangover? <laughs> he, he functioned better on the 2020. Yeah. <laughs> he could have played uh, in skates. Oh, trust me, he's done it before. I think he's said it. But um, no, like that, yeah, I don't look back at my childhood with anything but like joy, really, yeah. because I don't know. I was just, I was always playing football. I always had my mates around me. I was always having fun. You know, you got to travel around the country and around Europe as well with football, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember we went to Belgium one year to play football when I was with Forest, and I was like, what the hell? I'm going on a plane. This is mad. Like, what is, like, and, you know, this. I never got to do any of those things. We wasn't the family that went to Spain every year. Yeah. You know, we yeah. wasn't. But what we did have, when you find yourself on those kind of like council estates and you, you have a lot of families that are similar to you, it's a really kind of like tight-knit community that you kind of form in those summers. Or whether you're going to a summer camp or whether you're just going, you know, you've got the... the the local match every single summer night yeah. on the on the on the school field or something. That's what I loved, and I loved yeah. all of that. So, you know, the parties, I I don't really care about them when I was a kid. To be honest with you, it became more of a problem when I started playing. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about um, your? I mean, you're not there yet. I mean, obviously your daughter's yeah. 14 in America, but you're not there when she's going to a party or something. How do you feel about the thought of your? <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard nah. to, it's oh, hard to no, tell listen. someone you can't wear that on Zoom, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam that shot, deal with that. You know what, right? She turned up this summer um, with a boyfriend for the first time. Oh, right? wow. So not actually with him, but she sent me this message and it was like a really coded message. And I was like, what's going on? Because she just WhatsApps me now. That's the really yeah. fun thing about yeah, the age yeah. she's at now. She talks to me like she's a mate. Like she just text, like, "Hey, how you doing, Dad?" And we're both like massive Marvel fans. So she'll be like, "Oh my God, this new Marvel film's coming out!" And you know, when we come back, I won't watch yeah. it until I see you. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, which is amazing. But then she she said, "Oh, I've got something to tell you." And I was like, "Here we go. What's freaking going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> she went, "Yeah, I've got this. Um, I've got a boyfriend uh, called Noah." 
And I'm just trying to stay cool here. I'm just thinking, fucking Noah is pretty. Let me see him. Fucking <laughs> 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 Yeah. So she comes over and uh, we have a little chat. And I'm like, so what's going on with Noah then? She's like, oh, no, like, he's, 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 not, he's not, like, the best looking, but we get on really well. And oh. He's got a great personality. And I was like... Oh, God, God Noah, my listeners are like, Noah. I was like, God, you're so sweet. It's poor Noah. Like, you're starting to melt me a little bit here. Yeah. But then I realised, like, halfway through her trip, she's mugging the guy off completely because... Oh, was I, Well, I saw her phone one day, and I'm like, I'll, I'll be honest, I'd check my daughter's phone. I don't... People can have their own opinions. Like I, I keep an eye on my kids online. Like, that's what's going on. So I don't. But I didn't look at the messages. I just looked. I picked up the phone, and she had forty WhatsApps. And I was like, I said to her, "You know, you've got like forty messages here." She went, "I know, but he's annoying me. Like he won't stop messaging me." And I thought, "Lovely, I'll take that." So by the time she got home, they were done. They'd be done. Yeah. Uh, that, I've, that's that. My journey with with all of that has just started. And, you know, the year before that, it was the hormonal things with her that have started to kick in. The mood swings have kicked in with her already. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, yeah. All of that part of her life is now taking course. And you're just kind of like, wow, I've been talking about this and waiting for this to come. But it's actually here now. Um, and we're, we're, like, really, like, open. Like, she'll have those conversations with me, like, if she's comfortable. But she tends to go to my wife um, because that's how she feels most comfortable to have those conversations. Yeah. But it's really, it's really strange place to be as a dad you know with a 14 year old daughter that's crossing over basically to oh god well that's good advice with the with the 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 different thing just sort of keep quiet for a bit and let it let it play out yeah okay oh patience (laughs) definitely again though it's characters and their and what they're like my eldest is cold she's got like it it might come down to her upbringing you know me and her mom split up when she was one years old She's gone between the two of us for a period of time. So she understands almost relationships because she's grown up with separate parents. Um, she's had the heartbreak of kind of when she goes back to America and she has to get taken away from yeah, me. Yeah, it's tough. The kids just developed this like strength, you know, oh, and I yeah. see it in her because I had the same thing when my dad left where he'd go to America and I'd be like in tears. And that like, year two came and I was in tears, year three. By year oh. four, I was like, see you later, dad. I'll see you. Yeah. In see where I, I see when you're back, so, and that's what she's getting to that point now, where she's just yeah. solid. So, like, I've got yeah. no concerns for her in terms of she's had a a, a tough kind of start, so she, she's going to yeah. be all right. It's only one question we sort of end on, which on, you may or may not want to answer, um, depending on how your wife takes a 70, 30, 60, 50 <laughs> split. Uh, if there's one, it's basically is there one thing that your partner does, parenting wise, that annoys you a little bit and you clash over? But she, she, uh, you know, if she listened to this now, she'd go, okay, oh. fair point. But... And the um, other question I... is, um, do you regret signing for Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that. I will say that I bumped into Arsene Wenger the other day and I did say to him, why didn't you buy me? Because there was a time when he was going to buy me. What did uh, he say? He said, I should have bought you when he was at Forest. But he said, look, you know, in the end, we had some good midfielders. I went, yeah, to be fair, Cesc won bad, so let's move on. <laughs> yes, Fabregas <laughs> is all right, says right. so move on. Yes. Um, but, uh, right. Uh, for me, it would be just the constant kind of um, like the money coddling situation. The right, you know, a bit too soft. Way too soft. Way but, too but soft. But you're quite harsh. Do you not think it's yeah. a good to have that, and then you find a happy medium together? I think that's probably why it works. If I'm totally yeah. honest with you, you know, I am very much get out, go and roll around in the mud, go and explore, and and you know, jump down slides and be rough and ready and whatever. 
and she's just too soft in my opinion that's the one thing really that <laughs> slightly annoys me like kids getting carried downstairs i mean come on like what is going on like, in the world <laughs> like they're queens and princes. What age, like. what age is too old to be carried down a stair? What, it's three months old? Should they be coming down <laughs> on their own? Rolling down, boom, boom, boom. Hey, you got to toughen them up. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Dre, no this age. has been brilliant. No Thank you so much. Thanks so much. It's, been, much. A, it's, been, it's been an absolute joy. Jermaine Genus, JJ. Third most expensive teenager in the world at that point, yeah, Rob. I loved it when I asked him. Football and I was wise. like, well, was that right? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he explained the two above him, the prices and the yeah. clubs. He knew. You don't forget that, do you? Too bloody right. Um, lovely bloke. Really good. You've done the one show with yes, him. Yes, very nice. Very, uh, yeah, I've met him a few times. Did eight or ten cats of him as well. Really nice. So intense, though, athletes, aren't they? Just the way they talk, even about parenting. It's, it's mad, so focused. You go... Even if I was the best footballer in the world, I've not got what it takes. Yeah. Like, if I had all the skills in the world, I still don't think I'd have made it as a professional. No, well, yeah, and I think it's, I do think it's that different thing of, like, with your body, you do just have to drill it. If you keep repeating the same thing within reason to make yeah. sure you have rest, it will get better. But I th- when he was saying that stuff about his daughter and the acting and stuff like that, I was like, if that, that obviously worked for her and it was brilliant. But for me, I think I'd get so stressed in that car. Just keep repeating the yeah. lines. And then, uh, then there'd be no enjoyment of delivering the lines if you've drilled it that hard. No, I'd be... If, if that was my daughter, I'd be like, don't worry, doesn't matter. He, you know, it's only a bit. Yeah. These things are meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. And um, but that, Rob, that's why Jermaine Genius hosts The One Show. And I, I, I can't get on BBC One for love nor money, <laughs> mate. Don't you do that? You did um, Who Do You Think You Are? Only because of King Henry VIII. I did Who Do You Think I Oh, no. Do you know what I, mean? I did Who Do You Think I've done. I've done the bloody wheel. You've done the wheel. I've, You've been around I've, it. I've done blankety blank. I was saying yes! it for effect, Rob, but thank you for drawing attention to the fact that I was, you're just, the third, I was being bashful. You're the third most used comedian on BBC One behind Bradley Walsh and Michael McIntyre. <laughs> He's being bashful. Um, but no, it's so interesting I was hearing that about how intense it is. And it was really open as well at the beginning about being too young, having a kid and his daughter. It's, yeah. it's, it's lovely. He's got that relationship with his daughter who lives in America and stuff. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just so such a different world though, athletes. The way everything for him is sort of like a focused plan of attack, sort of tactic, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I don't think I've ever thought... I, I don't really think big game with the parenting. Do you know what I mean? I, I very much exist on a moment-to-moment basis and trying to do my best. Yeah. I haven't got long-term, this will mould the character plans. But maybe he knows, you know, he was a child, really, when he was coming up in the football academies and stuff, so maybe yeah. it worked for him. But... I think also where Jermaine has come from, it really has informed how he has approached his life, that he's had to do this to get where he is. Oh, thank you to Jermaine. We'll be back on Tuesday. Yes, see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. 